everybody. Welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan. And on today's show, we have a very special interview with actor Ernie Hudson, who you might know famously from the original Ghostbusters movies. But also, he is currently starring on Fox's APB, which airs Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Ernie was nice enough to take the time to chat with me about his career longevity, his role in the iconic original Ghostbusters movies, what he thinks about the convention scene, uh, his friendship with Brandon Lee and his work on The Crow, and of course, his current role as Captain Conrad on APB. And you can hear all that right now. I could go into your credits right away, um, but frankly, we just don't have that much time because you've had such fantastic career longevity. Uh, I'm curious if there's anything that you attribute that to. Um, you know, I, I think when I um, first got involved, uh, first discovered theater and acting, uh, I was so excited about it that my you know, biggest dream was just to um, have a career and um, have a career that would, you know, um, last. And uh, I was just so thankful to finally find something that I thought I could actually <laughs> do well. And uh, so I think it's always been about just the work as opposed to, you know, trying to, you know, get a show that was going to, you know, be everything. And then I had so many friends who had success and then that show was over and then, you know, they haven't worked since. So I didn't want that. So a large part was making sure, you know, I did the basic training. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and of course, you know, having a family, I was single dad um, early on. Uh, but I've always had family. And I think that always makes you aware that um, this is the long haul as opposed to, you know, uh, something, you know, that's going to be quick and flashy and, uh, mm. you know, with some lifestyle that's, you know, some fantasy and then burn out, you know, I, I knew that uh, when that job was over, I had to, you know, go back to the boards and keep knocking on doors. And uh, uh, that's been my career. And I think that's why I not really um, expect um, too much or sometimes you get into a headspace of feeling like, well, I did this and this. So I deserve this. And so just uh, knowing that, okay, it's a job and a lot of people want it. And so let me just, uh, you know, try to keep it real and, uh, you know, and go to work. And so that's kind of, it's changed a little bit. And now that I'm, you know, older uh, age wise, mm -hmm. uh, because that, um, that need now that the kids are all grown up and, you know, the mortgage is paid and now you gotta go to really, you know, um, I don't, I don't have to keep pounding away at it as much. And maybe I can just sort of back up and really look for projects that, uh, that, uh, I want to do for, you know, my fans and for the work as opposed to, I need the job. I know it was a long winded answer, but somewhere in the middle of all that. Oh no, there's a lot of wisdom in that answer. No, I appreciate it. As, one of the original Ghostbusters, which uh, is still a hugely iconic role for you. Uh, do you ever get sick of talking about that? Do you ever say, I've done so many things. Can we talk about something else instead of Ghostbusters? Well, you know, I, I don't really mind. Most of the Ghostbusters fans, they're great fans. And uh, I mean, I've had friends who were action stars and 
or you know they they're known for different things and people are not as kind but i think it's so much love for those buses mm. um so people are very uh, very respectful and uh i'm thankful as an actor to have a, a show that uh registered with people and um kids grew up with and now they're introducing it to their kids or they share it with their parents, you know, um, because we do a lot of, uh, a lot of, I've done a lot of TV and film and some stage stuff, but having something that, uh, really registered and means something, uh, that's, that's really special. I have actor friends who never had a movie released, mm, you know? Wow. So, uh, so for me, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm honored really. And, so amazed at, um, I mean, I need fans who can probably quote every line in the movie. Not that I want to stand there and hear them do it, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I appreciate that they could do it. And, uh, I'm, 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 you know, I, I'm actually a bit in awe of it. Um, I mean, people come up and quote lines that I don't remember saying, but, <laughs> um, but it meant something to them and that, that means a lot to me. Mm. And and I've seen you very active on the uh, convention scene, and I've heard nothing but complimentary things about how warm and friendly you are with the fans. Um, have you had well, any? Yeah, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And I mean, it means a lot to me to be able to be there one on one with people and uh, to get that personal feedback. And you know, they tell me stories of what you know these movies or these performances meant to them. Uh, I'm just really, really grateful. And especially in that situation, it seems an awful place to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. You know, I have uh, friends who go and, you know, you just get from their vibe. They don't want to be there. And I'm like, you know, this is not, it's not the kind of money where you're going to get rich or anything. So if you don't want to be there, just don't go. I mean, sure, it's sure. not there. You know, I mean, it's like, why? So, um, so I, I just really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, being able to to go out. But anyway, I got cut you off. You want to ask? Oh no, I was just going to ask if you had any particular experiences that stand out uh, being at those conventions. But it sounds like it's overall a pretty good experience for you. Yeah, you know, even sometimes when people come up and they're a little weird, and I don't quite get what you know, because some people say the strangest things. Mm. I think sometimes being nervous, you know, stuff comes out, and I I don't know how to take it, but. Well, it's kind of okay too, you know. Um, I, I don't, I don't expect anything, mm -hmm. you know. I don't go there expecting oh, they're fans, so they should come up and tell me how wonderful I am. I don't, I don't go mm -hmm. in that mode. So you just kind of open to people, and people, we are a strange uh, species, man. You know, people come up with the weirdest stuff sometimes. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they'll vent their stuff, and they'll come up with a smile on their face, and then immediately tell you how much they hate pretty much everything you've ever done. And I just find that funny. So, um, I, I, I just try not to take it personal. And I realize that, um, this is their experience, mm -hmm. you know, and it's more to do with what they got from whatever and what they're feeling and their families. And it's not about mine, you know, then that's okay. So I'm, I've, I've always enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. Uh, w one of my favorite roles of yours is uh, from The Crow, which is a movie I still absolutely adore to this day. And I think it gets overlooked as a movie that really helped lead us into this kind of age of modern superhero movies when in 1994, there really weren't a ton right. being made, especially with R ratings. Did you see the potential of the superhero genre back then? 
you know what I saw was um, Alex. I, I knew uh, Brandon maybe about six years. Can't remember. I said it was '94, so I met Brandon in about '88, '89. Um, in Vancouver, I was working on a show called Broken Badges with Miguel Ferrara, who uh, who grew up with Brandon. Uh, Miguel just passed away right. a few weeks ago, but um, and so Brandon came through Vancouver. We're shooting in Vancouver. We came through and hung out for about a week or so, and I got to know him. You know fairly well, just sort of hanging out. And um, but when the movie came up, it was something he wanted me to do. And uh, but I uh, and I would have done it. I mean, just for that reason alone. But Alex Price, who directed, sent me um, his reel, and uh, I was blown away by it. I thought, man, this guy is really, really talented. And Alex, uh, I mean, it was really extraordinary. You know, I, I thought. I just thought he was made so working when I saw sort of his work, I just thought he would be able to. The problem was when we started doing the movie, uh, the studio was so, I felt, now just from my perspective, may or may not be true, but they were so oppressive. They were so pushing him, mm. you know, it, it was really annoying to me. Um, you know, they were going to threaten to shut the set down if we didn't rap at a certain time. And, and I just saw Alex sort of jumping around to everybody's, you know, demands. And then when the accident happened, um, it, Alex sort of stepped up and suddenly he took control of, of everything. And, um, and I, and I, I think the movie became what it was because he made it his personal mission to make sure that we got it right. Mm. And, um, I, I just, I, I, I you know, I, I I never said to him, but I just thought, man, I wish that had been the guy who who started out. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but yeah, I'm very, you know, proud of the movie, and I'm very thankful that uh, that it's a movie that I think Brandon would have been proud of. Mm. You know, uh, it's awful what happened, but at least, you know, thank God it was a decent movie. Nothing, you know, um, it wasn't all would have been just a. So I think it's it's one that my kids, you know, they all, you know, I've done movies they all like. Mm-hmm. But The Crow is one that they liked when they were young and they like, they still, you know, they still like, you know. Yeah, it feels timeless. There's a lot of heart in that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I haven't seen the other ones. I know they're planning, I heard it, I do another, but, you know, the studio system, I'm not surprised. They're always going to try to milk it and do whatever, but I just thought, you know, that was, that was it. I mean, they called me about, I think some TV show they were going, I'm like, no, you know, Brandon, Brandon was a crow as far as I was concerned. And, um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to think about going there again. Yeah. Um, so APB is what we really want to talk about. Uh, and it's a super fun show. Uh, what attracted you to that series and, uh, to the role of Captain Conrad? Well, honestly, you know, the the role in the beginning wasn't really written much. I knew that he was there, uh, but I'm kind of like, I'm here. But what really drew me to the show, and um, which made me want to do it, I like the idea of um, policing taken to the modern era. You know, we have so much technology and so many uh, advances that really could benefit all of us. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, the cost is available to big corporations or wealthy people or whatever, but it would help um, the pub- 
public society, yeah, if we had access to that, you know, that invention, those things that can move us forward. And I hadn't seen it. Uh, usually when we talk about policing, you know, all the stuff that's going on, well, let's bring in more police. Let's, you know, let's give them more high powered weapons. Let's bring in the tanks. Let's, you know, let's militarize as opposed to mm-hmm. how can we use technology to, to connect with each other better. And I, I, I read, you know, in the show, that the first episode it was that app that uh, people had on their phones and that they could have direct contact. Um, and I, I just like the idea of putting something out there that could sort of expand that, um, you know, that thought, all the technology that's used in the show uh, is available now. Mm-hmm. It's not some futuristic, let's make up something. I mean, but, you know, let's do it in a way. Luckily on our show, it's a, a billionaire who has good intentions. No problem with all new um, inventions. It's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You know, that stuff in the wrong hands and uh, or people with wrong intentions. But uh, but I think it's it can be, it's, it's needed uh, now. You know, I mean, we see just with videos, what a difference is made just in terms of, public awareness of things that have been going on for generations. And now suddenly, kind of, oh my God. You know? uh, so I think it's forcing us to, to make a change and to look at, you know, ourselves a little bit differently. And so I like the idea of, to get back to the question, I wanted to be a part of this show because I thought it was sort of uniquely different. Uh, I, I worked on that first, uh, it's a CBS show. Uh, when the, uh, that it's on uh, CBS about the geniuses, they kind of come in. Uh, oh, uh, Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah. So I worked on the pilot on that. And, uh, and, I, and I thought that was kind of cool. But there are people out there doing the Elon Musk, you know, guys who, um, you know, are using that to possibly move us all forward uh, as opposed to just for profit. And so I like the idea. And then... Um, uh, I like the, the character I played, the captain, because I, I really felt he was in a situation that a lot of um, a lot of African-American men are. You know, you're working in a department that you love and appreciate, but you're from a community that uh, feels overlooked. So here's a guy mm. who still lives in the neighborhood that he grew up in, and it's the least uh, or the most underserved uh, in the Chicago area. So there's all kinds of issues. So on one hand, you've got to do your job. On the other hand, you see the effects of when the job is done badly or not done at all. Mm-hmm. So, but he's a sergeant and um, he can't make the call. And so when Gideon comes in um, and changes the department, he gets promoted to captain and suddenly now he has a chance to um, be directly involved. And um, also, I think he's really um, concerned about this new technology, these young people coming in with these ideas without understanding. A lot of this stuff is in place. Protocol is there for a reason. And you can't just throw all that out the window. You know, um, sure. the consequences to everything you do. And so it becomes kind of the voice of reason but I also think he, and what fascinated me about the character and the show is he, he was feeling what I was feeling that we all know we, we 
need to do something different. We know there's some issues that are not being resolved the way we're doing things. And so either we try to push harder or we open ourselves up and say, you know what, I don't get it, but uh, it's time to do something different. And so mm. all those kind of conflicts um, made the guy interesting. Now, as an actor, you can only play what's written. Right. Or you can, well, you can play more than what's written, but it helps to have something written there. And uh, as we moved forward with the show, and I think the actors began to gel together, um, began to get a sense of what who we all were and what we were doing. Yeah, it's it's a really fun show, and I know there's a big push for uh, season two right now. So I'm wondering what it, what it is that fans can do to help support and help spread the awareness and really uh, make sure that this happens. Well, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not totally sure because uh, I'm like the character in the show. I'm, I'm not the most tech savvy, but I think uh, letting the studios know, you know, this whole uh, social media people um, letting Fox know that they they like the show, they care about the show. The numbers mm-hmm. haven't been great. I, I'm not sure if the positioning on Monday is the best time. I don't, you know, I don't know about in my experience, you know, the way I've worked is you do the show and you move on. But this is a show that I'd like to see move forward because I think the potential is really great. I think it just needs a little time to find uh, for the audience to really find it. But, uh, but if people like it, yeah, I, I really appreciate them. Um, you know, just send me, just an email or a tweet or whatever, just um, letting Fox know that um, it's a show that's worth letting develop. Because if you look at the, the first two or three episodes, and you compare it to the last two or three episodes, I mean, the growth, mm-hmm. uh, it really, we find our way. And it takes a while for a show to kind of, you know, come together. And uh, I, I just think it's very special. I agree. Yeah, it's great even as it is now. And yet there's still so much potential moving forward. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, we have very little, so I'm going to let you go. But it's been an absolute privilege to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Well, thank you for taking the time. It's great talking to you. And just, you know, good luck with everything. Thank you. And uh, I really look forward to season two of APB because I know it's going to happen. So, Well, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. I, I hope so. I, I think it will be a... Yeah, I, I think it's well. It's been a lot of fun. I'm doing a couple other shows. Um, you know, I do Grace and Frankie on Netflix and uh, Graves on uh, Epics, and I love working on those shows. But uh, APB, I think, is just really is it, very special. So, so thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ernie. Have a great day. Take care. So, bye bye. Thanks again to Ernie Hudson for joining me. Again, APB airs on Fox on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. To see everything else we do, you can head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can watch live podcasts, cooking, and gaming at twitch.tv slash thegeekgeneration. Follow at Geek Generation on Twitter. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support, and you can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back really soon with more geeky stuff for you. So we will see you then. Later. Make it so.